Welcome back to the Global Digital Banker Podcast. Today, we are at Innovate Finance and speaking to some of the big challenges in the UK market. I caught up with Ryan Edwards-Pritchard, Managing Director for Funding Options, who shares some exciting news around a big new partnership, Jaidev Janardana, CEO and board member at Zopa, about their continued growth story and the exciting plans for their full banking license towards the end of the year. And Eric Muong, CEO at Bankable, around some exciting new partnerships with a big global player. I'm joined by Ryan Edwards Pritchard, Managing Director for Funding Options. Ryan, how are you? Good, very good, thank you. So can you start by sharing a bit about the company story of funding options and how you differentiate yourselves in the market? Yeah, sure. So I guess kind of starting off probably with the founder, Conrad. So before he started funding options, he worked in the uh, the group strategy department of a leading global bank, subsequently joining their fast-growing technology subsidiary as a COO. Mm-hmm. So working for the bank in the middle of the credit crunch, Conrad saw firsthand uh, promising businesses were struggling to borrow money, uh, with the major banks reluctant to lend to small business. Uh, the problem wasn't an absence of funding out there, it was that business owners simply didn't know about the growing alternative finance market and thought that their bank was the only option. So lots of other industries had been transformed by online comparison services, uh, where one site acts as a hub for multiple providers. This was an obvious solution to the business funding problem. Uh, with this realisation, it was inspired to quit banking and start funding options, uh, which he did in 2011. I guess our approach is very uh, much to support the underdog and the small businesses who are often overlooked by the financial sector, yet are the powerhouse of the economy, the UK and Europe. While we operate in the new and burgeoning fintech sector, we do have competitors, which is why it's so important to stand out and be different uh, by combining technology and human interaction. We've created a unique customer experience and journey that's quick easy and accessible. These features are very important to time-starved small business owners who are juggling multiple roles. As a rule, our credit volumes exceed all our competitors combined. And then accessibility is important to us and our customers. You'll also find that in the language we use, uh, the one-to-one experience and interaction with our funding options team and our online platform that is designed with business owners in mind. You've got some pretty exciting news you're going to announce. Spill. Spill the beans. Spill the beans. Um, Yeah, very good point. So Funding Options was founded to help uh, European small businesses uh, walk tall by improving the financial products and services available to them. Today, we are known as Europe's leading online marketplace for thousands of small businesses by providing them with impartial guidance and ensuring they can access the funding they need through our partnerships with more than 50 lenders and alternative finance providers and banks such as TSB. ING in the Netherlands. To date, we've provided small businesses with more than uh, £100 million. Uh, we recently convened a roundtable uh, with experts from within fintech, CMA9, digital challenger banks, government and small business to understand what the biggest financial challenges are to uh, SMEs and share ideas about how we can address them. Many thought that there was a lack of quality, tailored advice available to small businesses, mm. uh, particularly with a decline of traditional bank managers uh, and with accountants having to focus more recently on getting up to speed with making tax digital. Unsurprisingly, with this lack of support, our researchers found almost half worry about cash flow and a third have found themselves in financial difficulty. Often it can hamper their growth and in the worst cases, put them out of business. As a result of our dialogue with the small business community, 
We're further developing our platform to give people a chance to get on top of the finances and prevent bigger financial issues. Our latest innovation is an accessible and free cash management tool mm -hmm. that will allow small businesses to get on top of VAT bills, manage invoices, check credit reports and scores, and identify any upcoming dips in cash flow. So today we are announcing that together with our partner RunPath, a part of Experian, we're going to be bidding for the RBS Alternative Remedies Package, that's the Capability and Innovation Fund. Part of the Alternative Remedies Package is designed to improve financial products and services available to the UK's small business community. That's an incredible offering, um, I mean something obviously that your customers have shared that they want that. So what will this mean for SME customers? Uh, great question. By offering our customers a cash flow management tool, we hope that it will help small business owners gain control of the finances and have a 360 degree view of their current, past and future financial situation. Uh, the tool will be available for free and is aimed at resolving the three main issues all businesses face. So money management, access and finance and scaling the business successfully. Our tool is innovative because it uses open banking data and management account data that will provide small businesses with a much clearer picture of their financial situation and help them to monitor cash flow, check their credit report and credit score and flag any future financial challenges. By identifying any dips in income before they become an issue, we can help the business to find alternative solutions or put in place new plans. Uh, this could be as straightforward as applying for a loan to cover short-term cash flow issues, but being able to identify in a timely manner that there's an issue in terms of late payers, for example. Mm. The advent of open banking in the UK has been a game changer for the financial sector and is now starting to positively impact both small businesses and consumers. Since the start of 2019, when leading UK banks were mandated to share customers' data with their consent to non-banking third parties, a myriad of innovative products and services have been developed. Mm. And this will further accelerate as banks across Europe meet requirements of PSD2. The funding options marketplace is regarded as one of the pioneering open banking products to go to market and our new cash flow management tool will be our second product to launch. What open banking means for SMEs is that for the first time they will have access to game-changing innovative financial products and services that are designed specifically for them underpinned by the latest technology. For example last year we were one of the first to use open banking data to provide access to a loan to a beauty salon in Kent to access that £10,000 in just an hour and 23 minutes. Consider that the beauty salon will soon be able to utilise our cash flow management tool to make that loan work harder based on comprehensive data on spending, income and debt patterns. It could be the difference between expansion or going out of business. Mm, I think definitely having that preemptive cash flow element of the tool is going to be so beneficial for people because I think you know when it comes to PFM or BFM tools it is useful and it's great to see an overview of spending and tracking month on month but knowing before it happens instead of looking at the month that was I think that will be the real game changer there. Yeah absolutely. As a challenger how do you approach building awareness? We're fortunate that word of mouth delivers a significant amount of new customers as existing customers recommend us to others. We also have a number of strong partnerships with both banks, but then also other companies such as Autotrader and Yell, which help to drive businesses to us. We're very keen to build on these and want to work with even more banks to provide what we call the alternative yes. Additionally, as one of the designated platforms in the bank referral scheme, uh, we've helped hundreds 
of small businesses access funding through that. Other things that help build awareness in terms of that kind of halo effect, obviously winning the Nestor Open Up Challenge um, Awards, so Best Commercial Finance Broker at the Credit Strategy Lending Awards of recent and a winner of the Banking Technology Magazine's Annual Global Awards, the relationship with ING. All of them are helping build out awareness. I think for us, you know, we do look at is three different strands. Uh, so we ultimately want to be there at the point of advice for uh, small business owners, uh, the point of search, so when they actually then go on to Google and they're actually looking for business finance or they're looking for help of any type and point of sale. You know, So ultimately, th- those are the kind of three areas that we want to be. Yeah. What else is in the pipeline? Where do you want to be in 12 months' time? Where do you envisage funding options to be? Yeah, fantastic question. First of all... Yeah, UK is our main focus. Yeah, in terms of actually our core operation, uh, but we have uh, started to step into mainland Europe. So we launched our offering uh, just over six months ago to uh, the Netherlands, which you know, very similar ecosystem and dynamics to the UK. Um, we're looking across the rest of Europe right now. So uh, the opportunity in terms of mainland Europe is an interesting one with PSD two coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to offer a really exciting opportunity to help fund um, under a really exciting opportunity to help 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 Today I'm joined by Jadev Janardana, Group CEO and Board Member for Zopa. How are you? Very good. So you've come off the stage this morning and there's a lot of talk about innovation and challenges and disruptors in the space. So can you start by sharing a bit of an overview about what Zopa is all about and how you differentiate yourselves in the market? Sure. So uh, Zopa was the world's first peer-to-peer lender. Uh, we do consumer lending, uh, so lending out to creditworthy UK consumers. Uh, and we fund ourselves through investments through people, either individuals or institutions actually funding uh, loans on our platform. So that's the business as it stands today. And the idea of how we've differentiated ourselves is that we've always known that our customers have many other options, their banks would happily lend to them, and thus we needed to do something that is better. 
yes. uh, then their current option. Uh, and so we, we always start with under, trying to understand what the customer really wants. Uh, and in our case, uh, when it comes to applying for a loan, what a customer really wants, wants is uh, A, understanding whether they'll be approved or not, and B, uh, what would the price be? Right? Yeah, of course. Um, and that seems like common sense, but if you see most of the journeys for most banks, they start with a headline rate that only half the customers get, uh, and customers get to find out whether they're going to get approved or not maybe seven days, sometimes 10 days into the process of actually applying for a loan. So that's yeah. incredibly frustrating for customers. And what we have done is just kind of change that around, where within three minutes of you applying for us, we actually tell you your personalized rate, uh, as well as whether we will approve you or not. And we do that uh, really by using far more advanced data capabilities than the rest of the market, yeah. uh, as well as kind of building our own technology platform. Most of the three minutes is them filling in the application. We take less than 10 seconds to get the decision back. That's incredible though, because yes. I yeah. feel like sometimes people are just waiting around even for a no answer. Yes. And, you know, depending on personal circumstances or, you know, unexpected things always come up, right? So, and often for our customers, it's not about the urgency, it's just the question of you know, not knowing and thus then having to re-enter the process, right? I mean, yeah. uh, when you think, talk to customers, it's like, well, we know we want a loan, we think we'll be approved. But we just need to know as well that we can get on with our lives. Well, yeah. yeah right? It's so. not like you don't want to be spending your Saturdays or Sundays exactly. doing, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've kind of touched on some of those customer frustrations yeah. there, you know, the time, the yeah. ease of application. Yeah. Yeah. So as a challenger, how have you been able to kind of build trust and really foster that amongst consumers? A few things. The first of all, we've tried to set up. We've always set up our business in a way where we are we align our interests with our customers and are incredibly transparent about that. Just to give you this example of the loan application journey that we've been talking about, a lot of banks will give you just the headline rate. Then you get to know what your rate is. As I said, maybe many days into the process, which is what really sets your uh, monthly payment, and that can be a shock and that can cause dissatisfaction. That might cause you to actually cancel the loan and get the new loan, right? So it can cause wastage in through the process. Which is what we do is saying, you know, let me tell you upfront uh, what is going to be your rate, and let me tell you uh, as quickly as possible what whether we'll approve you or not. What that means is that we get less waste through the system, and since people actually applying and then saying that's not really what I want, we get, you know, we were we are able to get a lot more efficiency, which we then can turn around and actually thus be able to offer much more competitive pricing uh, than others, and uh, that then creates a kind of a virtuous cycle. Uh, so over the last 14 years, we have lent out more than 4 billion pounds, served more than half a million customers. The people who have lent money through us, they, every year they have made money on our platform. Mm -hmm. So there's a track record of positive, uh, positive returns that we have returned to our lenders, of great service that we have returned to our borrowers, to a point where today, uh, if you ask our customers, more than 85% of them would trust us and recommend us to a friend or family. That's uh, incredible. So, so it's just that track record of continuously doing uh, what the customer expects us to do. So do you find that a lot of your new customer acquisition is through that advocacy of your existing customers? Yes, so if you look at our people lending on our platform, entirely comes through advocacy and kind of uh, people actually recommending others or us getting you know PR references and so on. We have actually never marketed for that's, lenders that's on the platform. a lot of customers yes. no marketing. That's yeah. incredible. And when we look at our borrowers, again, we haven't done advertising. Uh, we get about, you know, about 40 to 45% of our customers come back to us to get another loan. And when they do that, they come directly back to Zopa. Uh, that's kind of lowering our cost to acquire. So we, we get a lot of, kind of repeat behavior mm. uh, in our uh, in our customer base on either side, both people lending and people borrowing. Yeah. yeah. And are the loans you offer, are they more like a small to medium size loan? Or? They're a very standard UK personal loan. So we give uh, anywhere between 1,000 pounds, 25,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, the average loan size tends to be about 8,000 pounds. Uh, okay. And the average term is about four years. Uh, customers typically pay a 9 or 10% APR or okay. annual, annual interest rate on that. 
Bank. You know, there's been discussions about a full banking license. Yes. Kind of expanding your product offering into yeah. savings and credit cards. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share a bit more about what's happening with that at the moment? Sure. So I think we started on this journey two years ago. We do now have a license, uh, bank license uh, with restrictions. That's the stage that you all banks going to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the stage called mobilization. What this allows us to do right now is actually live test the ports that we have built. So the oh, deposit right. product, uh, some credit card product. So, uh, and we are actually live testing that in the market today. And once the testing is completed, then we can go back to the regulators and say, testing successful. Uh, yeah. And thus lift our restrictions and actually launch the bank and we are Hoping to actually launch the bank uh, kind of later this year. Oh, exciting. Yes, yeah, something to watch out for. Indeed, indeed. Um, and especially when you've got access to a customer base of such scale. Yes, so I think we, we enter this with uh, a lot of unique advantages. One, the track record uh, and a customer base, which, which does allow us and have a, a strong amount of advocacy. And they do have products with other banks, which they have said that they'd be very happy to mm. come to us. So that's, that itself is one. But two, uh, as compared to a lot of other challenger banks, we have the track record of actually lending and figuring out whom to lend to, uh, uh, understanding their risk performance and making sure we make positive returns. Historically, we have made that for us and our lenders. In the future, as a bank, we can make it just for us. So I think it, those those are advantages that are, I think, unique uh, when it comes to the challenger banks. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for sharing this open story. And I think we'll definitely be looking out for when you launch those other banking products as well. Thanks a lot. So today I'm joined by Eric Muyurong, founder and CEO of Bankable. Eric, thanks for joining me. Thank you. How are you? (laughs) Wonderful. Day two of Innovate Finance and the sessions have been incredible so far. So Bankable, there's a lot happening. It's been an incredibly successful story to follow. So can you start by sharing a bit about the story behind Bankable, how it's progressed since you started? So we started Bankable in 2010. At the time, uh, what we did uh, was taboo by banks because Mm. we were, in fact, processing critical data outside the bank. Mm. So if you remember in 2010, that was all about walls, make sure everything stays Mm. Mm -hmm. in-house. Now we've managed to demonstrate that we could leverage the cloud to get uh, uh, outsourced innovation in place at large banks. And I think now with the deployment of the cloud, uh, there is more and more opportunities for us. We were extremely early in the process. We were banking as a service pioneer. Mm-hmm. And uh, now there's a force with the, the, the Google, Amazon, and, uh, and Azure progressing uh, well uh, within banks and a large organization. This is a, an obvious opportunity for, for Bankable. Yeah, definitely. And you announced some exciting news this morning, a big strategic partnership with Visa. Could you explain a bit how that partnership is going to play out? Well, the story is quite interesting because exactly one year ago I was here. Uh, we had a booth at Innovate Finance Global Summit. So Bankable is a founding member of Innovate Finance. So we're always a very active member. And our neighbor was Visa. And I told my neighbor of, uh, a year ago, you will be my next investor. <laughs> <laughs> and what they said was, uh, well, that's pretty good because you're on my list anyway. Really? <laughs> yes. So you already kind of out. So there. we are already identified by Visa because they've got uh, like a scouting team across the globe. They, they meet, of course, uh, hundreds of companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make uh, selected investment in a few of them. And I think for us, uh, Visa is a 320 million uh, market cap organization. Uh, yeah. It's a global growth organization. They've had uh, exceptional metrics. And I think we want to work with the 
the new visa to, to conquer uh, you know, all the markets uh, and make sure we serve their 21,000 members you know, with a banking as a service layer so Visa can push their innovation uh, to their clients. Mm, yeah, it's such an amazing partnership, particularly for you if you're, as you said, looking to grow just the reach. They're just in every, every banking market. Yes, I think they're probably in 200 countries, uh, all markets, and I think now we have a, an urgency to serve uh, our, our partner globally, so it's an acceleration of our initial plan. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the, the, the chemistry with Visa is, is pretty good. I think they're an ambitious organization, like we are. Yeah. Uh, and they, uh, I think they, they're after client customer satisfaction, like we are. So in effect, there's a, in terms of philo business philosophy, we are extremely close. Yeah, good, great match, it sounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when it does come to partnerships, who else have you been working with? So in, in terms of par partnership, is, is, is the core of what we do. So every year, I review all our relationship mm -hmm. and I try to eradicate all suppliers we have to displace this, this supplier relationship into a partnership. So when we work with a client, all our clients are partner because we only do five-year contracts. Okay. So which means that uh, it's a co-work, it's things we do together. Yeah. So for example, with maybe Namro, we've worked uh, collectively uh, to build the bank of the future, but it's not in the past, in the 80s, where uh, Oracle is better than Sybase. It's about who can we work with? How friendly are we to capture uh, you know, the, the best of the best uh, partners? So we have a, a lot of partners. Uh, for example, we are connected to Gemalto for card manufacturing globally, mm -hmm. so we can access all their factories via, via API. Uh, we work with uh, you know, a lot of, with Visa obviously, but, uh, uh, and as well a lot of uh, smaller firms uh, that uh, we put into our ecosystem so we can, we can sell larger value proposition to clients because uh, we're like a trusty advisor with a solution. Yeah, uh, so we are biased, we have something, it's not just binders we sell, but uh, then we can bring people from our ecosystem that we have already validated. Uh, and I think for us to validate a partner, a smaller partner is very simple. We want to see uh, companies who work with bank. We want to call the bank to make sure they're happy. Yeah. And then we need to make sure we can have lunch and dinner with, with people, yeah. Yeah? because it's long term. So you don't want to uh, uh, suffer with people that are in the, with the wrong culture. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, at Innovate Finance so far, there's been a lot of talk about how the payments landscape continues to evolve. So how have you seen the payments ecosystem shift in the past 12 months? Well, I think the shift we are, we are promoting is real-time, yes? So it's like, uh, if you look at uh, history, uh, if, it, if what we do is real-time and cheaper, we are likely to, uh, to win, yeah? yeah? So that that's the main topic. You, you can, uh, and I think there's a lot of topic about cards will disappear. I've had this question 10 years ago, cards are booming. Uh, but there's as well of tokens and uh, all those things that uh, can contribute to make uh, our life real-time. There's no need to wait days to, to get paid anymore. Yeah, and what else can we say? I would say that our reputation uh, in, in, you know, in, in the markets, we are the friendliest fintech to incumbents. Mm -hmm. So we want to keep it this way. Yeah. Uh, we want to keep it friendly because uh, we don't need to be aggressive uh, or, or mean uh, to get business. So I think usually exactly. there's this expression in the US, you need to be mean and lean. Uh, we like to be lean, but uh, it's more lean and nice as opposed to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. The, the mean is unnecessary for business. Exactly, you don't need to be mean to win. Yeah. Well, thank you, Eric, so much for sharing the story and um, looking forward to the sessions today. Very good. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the episode this week. For more information on this episode or to subscribe to the podcast, head to globaldigitalbanker.com. For updates on upcoming episodes, follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn under RFI Group.